Thank you for tuning in to Imbue Podcast. This episode is called Self-Advocacy During Times of Change and Upheaval. Amidst change and upheaval in one's life, it may be difficult to manage your disorder. And with that, it is likely hard to experience or battle your symptoms while advocating for yourself. Not to mention, you might face the odds of being mismanaged or mishandled by the government programs, program supports, and people in your support system during this, which is unacceptable to say the least. So how does one self-advocate during a time of change and upheaval? Listen in and we'll find out. Thank you for tuning in. Again, you're so appreciated and you're so welcome. This is a really, really big topic and I want to make sure that the, I guess the extent of this, like how how serious this is, is known. Um, When we have our mental illnesses, especially when we're just, you know, getting into recovery, coming out of the hospital, um, when we're not ourselves, when we're depending on other people to, you know, guide us, to give us the right direction, to, you know, point us down the right side of the fork in the road, we need to be able to trust these people, these programs, the situation, these supports. Um, we, we, we can't be just allowing ourselves to go down what's like a lazy river of, wrong people giving us the wrong decisions or the wrong directions, pardon me, and just accepting those. You know, we need to make sure that we're secure in the hands that we're dealt, in the hands that are dealt, in the hands that we're in. We need to make sure that they're trusted hands and, and that we can trust them, that we can fall back on them, that we, that we can allow them to support us on the journey that we're on. And this is not always the case. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. A lot of people are in the position of dealing with people, programs, um, communities, and so on that they can't count on because those particular entities have their own needs and their own agenda in mind when they are, when they're caring for this people and I say caring lightly um for instance and the reason why I'm making this episode is because it's very close to my heart it's something I've been dealing with personally and I don't want anybody who is either I'm not saying it's in a bad way but lower functioning or in a different part of their journey where they're not themselves where they're not constantly lucid that kind of thing I, I want everybody to be armed and equipped with what you need to ensure that you are safe in the hands that guide you. My particular instance is I work with a program named SHIP, or called SHIP. Um, it's, I think it's called Support Housing in Peel or something like that. Um, Peel is the municipality that I live in here in uh, the Great White, White North, the Great White North. Anyways, um, um, they, you know, when I was in the hospital, um, when I was diagnosed in January, um, not myself, I just got on lithium, my feet were so heavy, I, you know, I was just not myself, I was so out of it, like, I closed my eyes, I can, like, I'm right back in that hospital bed, and just 
wanting to be at home. But when I was there, um, my mom set me up with this company, this program called SHIP, and they came in and they said this and that, do this, oh, it's going to be great, our program will pay, you know, one-third, or, or was it, no, they, they said our program will pay uh, 70, 30 of your, of your rent, um, they, we will also help you find a, a place to live, you know, we'll find you listings, all sorts of things. And you guys might be noticing I'm a little bit slowed right now. I, it's nighttime. I've had my meds, so I am starting to slow down just a little bit. But they walked me through this. Just everything was gold, according to what they were saying, okay? Turns out, after a long and tedious process, full of mishaps, full of miscommunications, and blatant lies blatant lies and I'll touch that on that in a second I ended up getting housing I did all the looking I was never sent to listing they ended up covering only 30% of my rent and I was covering 70 of it so they lied on that they would come and visit me when I was in Harbor Light which is the place I was when I was um, like the halfway house kind of deal um, my, my worst nightmare place to be next to where I probably live now this place is pretty awful but um they would come down there and, and sit with me and interview and ask me interview me and ask me questions with no pen and paper, just ask me questions randomly and like and very forward questions like you know like what's your sexual orientation, you know like things like that and it, and I always felt like really uncomfortable because there was no paper or anything in front of him and he was asking me this, um, two separate men. Um, and I would love to share their names, believe me, but I'm not going to because there's probably some libel somewhere or the else, something or the other, pardon me. But um, that was the kind of like conversations we would have. And then one time, this is the lying piece, um, I had one of those men come to my house, my mom's house, when I was finally home, and he said to me about this other man that was helping, he said, or, which is his like constituent, he said, Femi said that you can't have your dog with you. So basically saying that I can't move and have my dog and get my dog back, which was, it's not a rule at all with the program. I even spoke with the, the manager of, or his manager, and he's like, no, we welcome people and want them to have their animals. It's better with their, with their recovery. He's like, I even have a dog. We, this is not something that's true. And he blatantly lied to me in front of my face so that he could come visit my unit without my dog being there. For what reason? I don't know. Because you know what? Sometimes people, sometimes men, okay, in situations or positions like that, they take advantage of people. And I'm not saying in a, I'm, what I'm alluding to is a very forward thing, but knowing that my dog is not around and it would have just been me, I feel like would have made it a lot easier for him to do whatever it is that he thought that he was going to do because my dog wouldn't be around. And then he pinned it on somebody else. But long story short, this is not the first time I've had that in this particular situation that I've been dealing with with this program. Um, I had one of their tenant relations specialists tell me, hey, you can give your two months notice because of the, the conditions I was living in, or I'm living in, and that's okay. Then she does it. I give my two months notice. 
Then I get all this flack back from the property management company and then from the landlord and tenant board and go through this entire process. And she doesn't tell me this until after, but they can't support me. Uh, they can't give me any support through this process. Um, they can't... Um, they, they can't say anything to the actual landlord. They, all this stuff. This nonsense. And she says to me, after the fact, we told you to do this in hopes that you would, your, that your property manager would comply. They made me make a formal and final decision based on that. And then she tried to blame it on the guy who tried to lie about my dog. Long story short, this is a program, a government-supported program, SHIP, okay, it's represent, represented within Peel, and it's um, within the province as well. That has been my experience with them, and there's so much more, but I'm not going to get into it, but this particular instance shows how you should keep everything documented. Whether it be emails, text messages, calls. In Ontario, there's a one-party consent rule. So if you record, you can record legally because you can be the one party. And this is not to say that I need help with the landlord and tenant board or anything like that. The place that I'm living in right now is quite literally, um, and I'm going to be right up front and pardon me for anybody that has uh, sensitive ears, um, a shithole. There is a pest problem, it's an infestation throughout the building, the, um, there's other stuff too, <laughs> I'm not, just not going to get into, um, but this is a problematic place to live, there's, well I'll get into it, there's a lot of junkies in the building, there's a lot of junkies, alcoholics, um, people that just, you don't want to be around, you know, um, and it's like nowhere else I've ever lived. I've never lived in a place this disgusting and this scuzzy before in my life. Never. So this is why I really am passionate about self-advocacy at any point. During upheaval, when things are great, whatever the case is. But it's so important um, to make sure that you're following certain rules for yourself and to ensure that you are better able to handle what comes and what changes are happening and so that you are better able to protect yourself during that upheaval. So to start, I'm going to say first and foremost, and this is always, make sure you're journaling about your feelings and why they're occurring. Also, talk yourself through them. So, you know, I'm feeling anxious because of this. This makes me feel this way. I noticed that after this happened, I felt very sleepy, like down to the, down to the emotion, down to the letter, you should keep this all documented. And when you're going through all this, going through all of this, validate your experience, validate your experience. I feel sad because this happened and that's valid. You know, this thing is going on and it's stressing me out and I'm valid. I'm mad at this or that or this person or that person because they did this to me. I am valid in that. You have to allow yourself to be 
the way that you're going to be and feel the way that you're going to feel. Okay? So document, firstly, document how you feel and then, or well, document how you feel, feel how you feel, and then validate your own experience. Okay? It's so important. Next up, we have keep track of what your goals are. Okay? Note them down, what they are exactly. You know, my goal is to, um, my particular, particular case, ugh, particular case, is um, win my landlord and tenant board um, filing. And that's something that's very doable because I'm telling the absolute truth about a building that is god-awful. Um, note down your steps to achieve those goals. You know, um, note down all of who is involved, like all of those are involved, um, and the part they play in achieving these goals. So like if you're working with a government agency, you're working with family, um, other kinds of supports, note them all down, know who each of them are and know what they affect, what they impact. Another great um, tool that I might suggest is potentially employing a task management tool like to Todoist or Asana. You can even even do like Trello, but it helps you keep a visual track of who is who, what is what, when it needs to be done, and so on and so forth. But keep track of what your goals are. So if your goal is to have the very direct conversation that you've been needing to have with your program support because they're doing this or that to you and making you feel this way, you might even take the time to write that out in a sentence so that you know when you go in there, you're, you, don't, you don't have to second guess yourself. You, you go in there fully aware and cognizant of exactly what you need assistance with or what needs to change or what isn't going well what's not being done right and there are going to be cases too where it's where things are just completely in violation that you that you and I, and I hope this doesn't happen for anybody but there are going to be cases where you are violated your human rights your welfare like with me and this program that I work with it's called SHIP my human rights and my like the health and safety of myself everything have been violated and those are things that we need to be able to speak up for and know what our goals are my goal again is to get out of here i don't belong in a building like this i don't belong in a place like this with people like this and not everybody's bad there's some really nice people here that you know this is the cheapest thing you know but there are a lot of people in here that are not very nice and not just here but in the area but nonetheless like you just need to identify your goal know how you're going to get there know who's involved know the conversations that you're going to have to have and then you have to have them okay Next, you need to engage your personal support. So, whether that be your mom, your dad, your granddad, your grandmother, your sister, your brother, whoever it is, your best friend. You need to engage the people that matter most in your life and that you can, or those people who you can trust, and talk to them about 
what you're going through and ask them for guidance. Ask them for their vantage and their thoughts on it and where you should go from here. And the first point is for that is to, to trust them. I said it, but I'm going to say it again. Make sure you can trust them. Because I know sometimes maybe your support, your personal support, and, and like your main one, is a person from a program. Because sometimes we just don't have our families. And that's understandable. You are not alone, by the way. You are not alone. Please DM me if you feel alone. You feel like you have nobody at all. I'm always here to listen. I'm always here to chat. My Instagram handle is at imbue, E-M-B-U by Krista, so B-I-K-R-I-S-T-A, and you can just find me on Instagram and shoot me a, a message and I'd be happy to chat, more than happy to chat with you, because this is a long journey and there's a lot of people on the road that you're going to meet that you're going to talk to and um, discuss things with, and you will find yourself from there making decisions based on these conversations um, based on these interactions, based on whether they be, they be good or bad, um, based on these people that you meet, you know, you're going to find yourself in that position and you're going to create a community. So, you know, I'm here and I'd be happy to be a guidepost on your way through your journey in whatever way that might be. I don't decide, you don't decide, the world decides, the universe decides. Well, that's how I'd say it. The universe, God, whatever you believe in, decides. But make sure you trust your personal supports. Because if it's the personal support is somebody that is at the head of your program, they have a lot of a lot of leeway. They can do what they'd like to do. And they can even make your life harder because they have that that power and they just want their their best interest is not helping you but protecting the company. So protecting the company is something they do when they give you service every single day at the, at the standard that they think is sufficient based on the company's standards. If it's not enough for you and you say something about it, they're going to go into defense mode because they want to protect the company, not you. Every single stakeholder in a company is there to protect the company. HR in a company is not there to protect the, the employee. HR is there to protect the company. <laughs> So be careful, and I guess make sure you can trust them. Discuss your plan and with all participants, that will, and all participants. So discuss your plan with your family, your your close your, your close loved ones, your supports, and include a statement that includes all participants. So this person named Cheryl did this. This person named Bob did this, and just explain exactly what their part is in the situation and how they have infected or infected Jesus pardon me um, how they have affected you okay and like I said before ask for support and suggestions there is nothing wrong with that you know you we all sometimes have to humble ourselves and be honest with ourselves and, and know that we need help and seek that help out Right? So don't find yourself in a place where you need to hear from somebody and you need you need a suggestion or someone else's opinion, but you don't get it. And that sets you back. And then, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty and you're like, Oh crap. 
Don't put yourself in that situation. Ask the people that you can trust for assistance. Another thing for you to do is discuss. Remember, I was like kind of talking about. Ooh, I was talking about how. How do I say? We were talking about you know noting your emotions down, noting your feelings down, uh, validating them, writing what's causing you to feel certain ways, and and so on. So when you have that and you engage your personal supports discuss how the current changes and upheaval are affecting you on a symptomatic level or symptomatic symptomatic or symptom level and emotional level and then a cognitive level and what that might look like is you know the stress from the situation is really making me very upset it's making me feel emotionally bogged down. It's making me feel emotionally drained. Or I'm finding that right now the stress that I'm dealing with is making me feel, how do I say? It's making me feel, I can feel my depression coming on. Um, I can feel what's, what's going on in my life right now is making me feel empty. Um, I'm not enjoying the things I usually enjoy. Like, you can talk about that. You can say those things. Another great one for, because you, you will notice this, especially if you're medicated. When these things are stressing you out, our medications take an active role and do what they're supposed to do, and sometimes it can cognitively slow us down. So even mentioning that, just find a way to express your feelings and your emotions, your mentality, where, where that's at, um, your, mental, your actual mental health. Sorry, I just dropped you guys. <laughs> First podcast in a while. Um, I'm a little rusty, and like I said, I'm, I, I've taken my meds, so they're, they're, gen, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're kicking in. <laughs> my, my tongue is a lot heavier, it feels like. They are kicking in. Um, and I think my hand just got a little bit, um, a little bit lazy, to say the least. Um, but make sure that you take the, those journal entries and you discuss how you're truly feeling with your family, with your support system, and be as granular as you need to about it. That's because you deserve you deserve to be known that way and you'll find that being honest and open about how you're feeling like that will be very cathartic for you as well so next we have know your rights know your rights this is the beautiful one call your local mp so member of parliament or municipal slash provincial government agent ask for their support for your case typically they will have you fill out a form and then they'll tell you what they'll advocate for you for. Um, check with your landlord and tenant board if, how, if it's housing related. Um, check with your local human rights tribunal, which is a good one to get on to. Um, because you might not know, but you could be being discriminated against, harassed, um, so many different things. And you just don't know it. Um... The company that I'm working with right now, uh, the program I'm working with right now, pardon me, SHIP, 
I'll just call it a company. It's just the easiest thing. They don't seem like government at all because they're all over the place. Um, they discriminate against me because I'm mentally ill. And it's funny because they run a program for the mentally ill. But they straight up will have lied to me multiple times because I'm mentally ill, hoping to hoping that I would not remember or I would not know or I wasn't cognizant enough for. Like, or I wasn't lucid enough. Like, I, when the guy told me about... Um, not being able to have my dog I was stoned completely from my meds like I every day I wake up and I was just like in a fog but I was all there fucking right I was all there and he told me this and I remember he said and I said what and I, I saw his eyes. They just got big. Like, what have I just done? And I said, we are a package deal. Him and I come together and he's like, oh, I'm just telling you what so-and-so said. He was telling me that because it was in his best interest. How, can you imagine a, a government worker, somebody supposed to be, that's supposed to be supporting, okay, a government worker, somebody supposed to be supporting people who are mentally ill, taking advantage of the fact that somebody is mentally ill and trying to lie to them and manipulate them to use it for their their own personal gain and within that gain or within that personal gain they are actually trying to think of this they're actually trying to make somebody who loves and needs their their fur animal companion fur animal their fur baby companions um what is it companionship yeah companionship <laughs> they're trying to take that something very real and something very how do they say something very solid and trying to break it apart change somebody's life I've had my dog for 10 years. This person was trying to take 10 years and reduce it to nothing. For their own personal gain. 10 years. What if I had to, what if I wasn't myself and I just, I just was like, okay. And I just said it and and then I never got him back. And then he went to a shelter and then he went to a shelter that was one of the shelters where they... I don't even want to say it. That is how much this person could have impacted my life. This is how much we put in these people's hands. And that's why this is such a serious topic. Because these people have their own sense of need their own things that they they want their own, their own their own things that they they want to gain their own goals whatever the case is and not it's not always true it's not in every single case but some of these people can make it so that everything serves them and they can ruin people's lives so that's why you got to know your rights you got to Ooh, let's get through this. <laughs> but, like I said, the Human Rights Tribunal is important because they track things like, like, um, I just forgot them again. 
like harassment, discrimination, all sorts of things, which is hugely important when you're dealing with anybody at all, because you want to know that your rights are not being, how do I say this, your rights are not being, you just want to make sure that your rights are being given to you, that they're not being you know, manipulated or you're not being lied to. You want to make sure that you know your rights. Number one, you want to know your rights, but you want to make sure that whoever you're dealing with knows, understands, and follows your rights, abides by them. So another thing is to understand any contracts that you are bound to. When they give you papers, if you don't understand what's on there, have them fully explain them to you. Take them to somebody to like legal aid or somebody for them to look through for you on your behalf and, and then explain to you what exactly they mean. Um, you don't want to just be signing any old thing. I remember my the, the same guy I was talking about. Saying, I, I, I usually say gentlemen, but I can't with this, this particular person but I remember he came to well my my parents house but he also came to when I was in Harbor Light and he brought me a document that had somebody else's information on it I could even see that he scratched them off I could even see their, their name and everything um he also and then he, said he needed the document back it was the weirdest thing and then he gave brought another document which he was making a big stink about having to get he's like I don't know if I'll bring it with me I have to stop at the office lives in Brampton so like the office is on the way down to where my parents were it was really no hassle I was like can you bring it like can you just bring it like it's on the way and he's like oh but like this is the people I'm not I'm not just exaggerating these are the people I deal with and um he brought me a paper that looked all crinkled like as if he had somebody else like it was in the back of his car or something like that and he just took it out out from there watch out with these people Watch out with their demeanor, their candor, their cadence, the way that they speak with you, how they take notes and how they record your information, how they, how they take care of your personal information. Um, because like I said, the guy came down and asked me, hey, are you, like, what's your sexual orientation? And I hadn't even known him. Like, I barely knew him. He had no paper. He was listening to a meeting that he was supposed to be in on his phone. That I could hear as well. Um, we we really have to, as a community, we'll watch out for each other, but watch out for ourselves as much, as best as we can with these particular situations. Um, and we have to do that by being aware. So being aware of our rights and, and what's wrong in terms of how people treat us and how they how they how they govern themselves, but also how they carry themselves. What person's going to come down, what official's going to come down, take your information without having a pen and paper or a laptop or something, a tablet, to write it on? You don't know what kind of information they're putting in the system about you. In that case, you know what? I should be doing a request for information. Thank you for listening to this and thank you for um, for giving me the idea by, by even investing in this, investing your time in this episode. Um, it has given me that idea for myself. So thank you. And if anybody's there and needs to do that, if you're listening, get on it, okay?
So as far as human rights goes, we know more about that and what's so important about making sure that we know our own rights. Understanding any contracts and what we're bound to is also very important. And what I really like, or one thing, one point that I think is really important, get yourself so like get yourself acquainted with, like read and know the mission statement and value statement of the program or company to ensure that how they're treating you or how they're going about things is in alignment. You want to ensure that. Because it's something that you can hit them with. Because if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and it's exactly what's on their page verbatim, or on their company page verbatim, you, you're catching them with their pants down, essentially. And for the sake of this these purposes, that is what we want. <laughs> so when you're dealing with organizations and programs... Know the organization structure. Whose boss is who? Some organizations, like this one I'm working with, SHIP, they like to keep it very quiet and hide people because they don't want what they're doing to get out. So know whose boss is who. Find out as soon as you can, as well as you can, and keep that hierarchy written down in case you can't remember it. Record all calls. There's a one-party consent rule in Ontario, I know that. Um, so you can, you would technically count as the one party, but you want to make sure that you do follow this and that you are, excuse me, I had to go to the beyond, um, that you are acting in accordance with any state or provincial rules, uh, regarding, uh, recording others. Just make sure you have that information. Um. And also, you want to get everything in written form via text or email. It's better for record keeping. It's better for things being more official. And it takes the he said, she said, she said, she shall, she shall on the seashore. Um, it takes the he said, she said out of everything, which is what you don't want, right? You want concrete proof that this is that. Also, if you can have a witness with you for things, that's important too. My mom was a witness for multiple things um, as far as my bipolar journey and um, the programs that I've been dealing with and so on. And being able to say she was in the room, she was there on that day, she said we heard them say this, this, that, and the other, has been so important. Pardon me. It has been so important. But if you can, get a witness. My favorite thing to do is holding others accountable. I love it. Um, I think it's so important. I think it's enjoyable. Um, you don't have to be rude to hold others accountable. You don't have to be crass. You don't have to be... You just don't have to be an ogre about it. I think a nice stern talking to with nothing but facts is a great way, is my favorite way to be, oh, and a, and a, and a soft voice and a comfortable uh, talking cadence is a, my favorite way to hold people accountable. Make reference to former interactions, citing dates and times. 
of things. So that's what's great about having emails and, and hard copies of things. Reference mission statements and company value. Yep, turn it right around them because they have to. They have to remember how they're supposed to be treating you. Hold people accountable professionally and respectfully. Call bullshit or call them on their shit. Okay, all the shit. Be upfront with it. Don't curse. Don't get out of hand. Don't yell. Keep because people wait for this with us. Okay, I'm gonna be very honest. People wait and expect for bipolar people to hop off the like jump off the wall or to lose their their minds or to you know fly off the handle. I think that's what I was trying to say. Um, they expect us to do that, but why would we give them that satisfaction? We don't need to. We shouldn't be. So carry yourself the way that I know you can and speak with these assholes as respectfully as possible, even though you're grinding your teeth. You can do it. And the final thing that's most important, like above all of this stuff, is taking care of yourself. It's so easy to be caught up in your symptoms, to be consumed by your symptoms, I know that happens, um, to be stressed out about them, to be just overwhelmed, everything, and then you stop eating properly, you don't sleep well, you don't this, you know, like, it's so easy to do, but you don't need to do it. So, check in on your nutrition, you know, like, for me, I can't really say it's been going great as far as that, um, I live in a place where I don't cook, and I do not microwave, so it hasn't been great. So I'm, I'm one to talk with that, right? But I've been eating a lot of fruit and stuff. Um, meditation. This one has worked wonders for me. Especially um, Ujjayi breath, which is when you inhale through your nose. Exhale through your nose. And you listen to the ocean-like sound that it makes with your mouth closed uh, when you exhale. Doing four like Ujjayi breath inhale and exhales, um, I find really, really helps me to get to a place of calm and center myself. Uh, I need to start doing meditation more so in the morning and then in the evening as well. And I used to do meditation for like, honestly, I used to do meditation for like half an hour, an hour, 15 minutes. 45 minutes, like, all over the place, but, like, really long time, um, and then I stopped. I stopped when I came here, because I just, I don't feel safe here. My safety place isn't here. My comfortable place isn't here. I did yoga here today for the first time, and I didn't enjoy it. Um, it just doesn't feel like a good place, so it's hard to bring the practices and things that you love sometimes where you don't want to be. Um, and I guess you guys would have heard from my last uh, podcast that my situation is the, the program I'm working with, where I'm living right now, which I'm moving, um, and just having trouble dealing with those two things. So I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. And I'm going to practice what I preach. And I appreciate all of you who listen, um, holding me accountable to do so. I really do. 
Next, exercise. Make sure that you are moving your body. Go out for a walk with a dog. Go out for a jog. Go to the gym, what have you. Go to yoga class. Just make sure you're out and about and you're giving yourself exercise and phys- like physical... What's, what am I trying to say? Your physical... Not physical exercise, but physical... Um, make sure that you're... I have a word for it and I can't find it. I just can't find it. Um, physical activity. <laughs> make sure you're giving yourself enough physical activity because you want endorphins. You want that feeling, right? You want that... I think dopamine comes from that too. You want those feelings, so... Um, or those hormones, so hormones, neurotransmitters so you have to go out and get them. Make sure you're having proper rest, you know, sleeping at the right times and resting enough, you know like, after you exercise if you gotta take a nap, take a nap you know, when you do feel tired, sleep all that kind of thing and do things you enjoy I mean, your brain is your brain needs you to your brain needs you to do something called brain activation which is going against how you actually feel and doing something different so if you wake up you feel like you want to stay in bed all day get out of bed and go for a jog paint you know whatever the case is do everything that you usually like and enjoy because that helps heal your brain and it helps keep your brain protected from the effects because or the effects of not or the effects of depression and and low mood and so on because depression damages our brain hypomania damages our brain mania damages our brain psychosis damages our brain so doing things that are opposite of those things that are you know keeping you happy that that engage and so on doing things like that will spell a better will spell sorry will spell a better outcome for your brain and your well-being it's so important but if you are experiencing psychosis or depression with or any other symptoms with suicidal ideation trigger warning please make sure that you go to your local emergency or you call the authorities to come and assist you or family or friend that you need uh, to come and support you that being said this has been imbue podcast episode on self-advocacy during times of change and upheaval i hope this has been helpful i'm so excited to be back with the podcast Next time, I promise you, I will not be on my meds in terms of about to when they kick in and I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> I'll probably listen to this later and be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, sorry for dropping the phone on all of you. I'm so glad to be back. Happy listening. Take care.